0: Hey, welcome to the Agency Blueprint, the podcast for agency owners looking to explore strategies for scaling a truly profitable agency, reducing stress, and getting your personal life back. I'm your host, Robert Patton, business coach and contract CFO to agencies. To download a free copy of my international best-selling book, The Agency Blueprint, go to CreativeAgencySuccess.com. Hey everybody, we're going to be talking today about how to develop your statements of work or your scopes of work, uh, SOWs, to be as bulletproof as they possibly can be, with the goal in mind to create happy clients that are not asking for work outside of scope, that your team understands what is within scope, creating a better team engagement, creating a more profitable agency, and how it can really have um, these pretty far-reaching Um, impacts at your agency. So just to uh, take a step back that at the start of any project, what you want to have in your scope of work are the deliverables, the timeline, the due dates essentially as well. The payments uh, also need to be outlined. So these are all the pretty typical things that are listed in your SOWs. And hopefully your agency currently is defining SOWs and your scopes with your clients. If they're not you, if you're not, you definitely need to take a serious uh, step back and consider exactly how you're documenting, limiting risk, and making sure that everything is as documented as it possibly can be to allow for your agency to be set up as as well as it possibly can be. The scope of work really is the essentially the center of the relationship with your client. It is what you are going to be doing with them. It is how you're going to get paid. It is what you've agreed upon with the client, which you've already pre-discussed. It is just putting what the relationship that you've defined with the client to be onto paper. And as we uh, discussed last week on this podcast, the client expectations and how incredibly important the expectations are, this is also going to define The expectation with the client because this covers a lot of what we went over as part of your client expectation process, right? What is the deliverable? When are they going to get it? How are they going to get it? What are the due dates? Who's on the team? All of these types of things are typically listed in the scope of work and allows for the client to have a very clear understanding of what they're supposed to be getting, as well as the agency having a very clear understanding of what they're supposed to be doing and what they're supposed to be getting out of it. I would like to uh, just make sure that I'm clear that SOWs are typically in addition to your MSA. The MSA covers a lot more things in detail, and that I do highly, highly, highly suggest that you speak with counsel to make sure that you have an MSA in place or that your scope of work is so detailed and is a bit longer that allows for it to have the same aspects that would have been considered and included typically in your MSA, included in your SOWs as well. The, the difference primarily between them is that the MSA does cover some far reaching things from intellectual property to hire away clauses to confidentiality to all of these different aspects of the actual uh, relationship that the SOW doesn't tend to define. So the SOWs typically are are addendums to your MSA and are just defining the work that you're going to be doing that you entered into with that particular client for that specific project. So um, to start off with, I wanted to just quickly go through a review of what you should have in your SOWs. And then we'll go through each one of them in a little bit more in detail um, after. But I just wanted to give you a bit of a understanding sort of what we're going to be uh, talking about here. So we obviously are gonna to wanna to be listing out what the project goals are and our objectives, making sure that what exactly the result that the client is looking for and what was discussed in that sales, in the sales process, what exactly the result that the client's looking for is uh included in that SOW, a very detailed list of what the deliverables are supposed to be as well making sure that you list out exactly how many revisions, if you are wanting to limit revisions, all of those aspects of what exactly the deliverables are supposed to be, what the due dates are for uh, the actual project, uh, when you're supposed to be delivering what when. Um, And one that I'm going to add in that isn't typically included um, and that I do recommend to my clients is the process by which you actually work with your clients to make sure that you have a very detailed out exactly how you operate internally, so that they have that understanding. And then uh, what the individual tasks and the client responsibilities. So making sure that the client understands exactly how they're supposed to engage with you and understand exactly what their responsibilities are to making sure that things um, actually meet their deadlines and meet their due dates. Because a lot of times you're waiting on clients for things and it's still expected to meet certain deadlines, but waiting on the client to get everything done appropriately. So final thing, obviously, is what the agency is supposed to be compensated and what those payment details are and um, what the actual uh, net terms are going to be if they are differing from the MSA. So in certain instances, the project could have a different net terms because of the type of work being included. may be pretty heavily outside of agency internal services and there may be outside vendor costs, things like that, that may not have been defined in the MSA and you need to define them here as well to make sure that the project specifically can cash flow not all of these items that i've listed are are required but they're definitely things that you should consider including in your sow uh, for your agency and uh, depending on the types of services that you offer so uh, go ahead and uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a step back again to the project goals and uh, objectives Not to say that the others are important, but this may be one of the most important ones because this defines what the client really wants. This defines what success means for the actual project. This defines whether the client wants to work with you again. And having an understanding of what exactly that is so that you can point to whether the project was a success or not when you're having conversations, when you're wrapping up the project, saying that, yes, we did meet this defined result or not, it defines the overall success and how the client feels about the work that is being completed. And as I'm sure you've heard me say before, that realistically speaking, all that really matters, aside from the actual result of the work, is how you make the client feel. And if the client feels heard, the client feels happy, the client feels understood, which is what that result would end up giving them, you will have a happy client. So this framework and this part of the SOW Really defines whether the client is going to end up happy at the end of the project or not, and making sure that you have this pretty well defined and that it also just even outlines that you heard them and had a very good understanding. This is an extremely important. Um, do highly recommend it. Um, making sure that it is not saying that you should make it a guarantee that these are the results that they're going to get, but this is just documenting what the expectation is from the client. Then going into the detailed deliverables and the due dates behind exactly what you are going to be delivering and when. So when it comes to this point, you want to make sure that if the client asks you for something out of scope, right, what exactly can you point to, to be able to tell the client that this was not listed in the deliverables that we had outlined at the start. So this is how you're able to limit Scope creep, which happens so incredibly frequently in this industry, and I'm sure that you have experienced it. I'm sure you will continue to experience it in some fashion or another, but making sure that you have something to be able to point to and say, hey, this is what we agreed to. This is what was supposed to happen. And now you're asking for these three, four, five, sometimes even more things that you're able to say, hey, this is what the price is going to be for these items that you're asking for that were not included in the project scope making sure that this is how your team is able to actually even refer to it themselves to be able to understand what is supposed to be included in the scope of work. So there is often this issue that I see when you have the sales team that is selling in the project to the client, and then you have the operations team that may not even have met with the sales team. And if you don't have a detailed scope of work, It's not really understood exactly what the operations team is supposed to be doing, what the creative team is supposed to be doing. So if your scope of work isn't detailed and you're also not having a meeting between sales and operations at the point that the project is supposed to start, which I also highly recommend, then it's very difficult for you to be able to have an understanding of what your ops team is supposed to be doing. And it's essentially setting up your operations team for failure, not having that very detailed uh, line out as well. Um, It's able to help you um, push the client from trying to speed up the deadline which I know happens so frequently, allowing you to be able to um, add in some rush fees if the client wants something to be done sooner than was defined in the initial scope of work. It allows for you to be able to say, sorry, we can't do that because this is how we actually planned on it being in the scope of work to begin with as well. And I know that agencies so frequently suffer through scope creep It allows you to really be able to push back on this piece, which I know is so incredibly important because it has such far-reaching impacts from how your team is being utilized. If you're adding on additional work but not charging more, then your team is going to end up being overworked because you have to have the revenue in order to be able to cover the the labor that you're paying for. So you end up just increasing the utilization ratio of your team to be able to meet profitability uh, objectives or you just end up med- missing your profitability objectives, which is not ideal, right? Which ends up reducing satisfaction for your team and for your client. It actually creates the, the framework behind the actual relationship that you have with the client in the first place. and ultimately defines how and whether the client respects your agency or not, which I think is so incredibly important that you are not an agency that gets pushed around. You don't end up feeling like you're consistently on your back foot. With your clients that it's a partnership truly a partnership and that you're working with your clients to the same objective and that it is a good respectful relationship then going into the process by which you're delivering the work I know that this one as I mentioned is a is one that isn't necessarily always included um, but this does provide you with um, the ability to add in if your agency works within a specific framework or a specific process then it allows you for you to put this into your scope of work. And this may have been some proprietary process that you mentioned during your sales process on how you actually deliver work, whether that be, hey, we go through initial ideation or initial strategy sessions. We go through market research to make sure that things are going to be done in a specific way and that it's going to meet the client's objectives that you list out exactly what that process is supposed to look like so that the client has an understanding you have made sure that you've met the expectation and that you've set the correct expectation. And this is the great, the best place to list what that looks like so that you are able to define exactly how things are supposed to be, whether clients are supposed to upload things to specific locations, whether you are operating via email, whether you have specific hours that you operate within, all those types of things all can be listed here. And that way that removes any types of questions that the client may have and how things are supposed to be done And it just allows things to go a whole lot more smoothly. Your team in the end can utilize this as the game plan for how they're going to be working with the client. And it just takes away all of the guesswork for your team and for your client. And it just in the end creates better client relationships. And then going into your individual tasks and client responsibilities. So this is where you're actually able to hold your client truly accountable and list what the client's responsibilities are. That way, if something isn't being done by the client and the deadline is going to be missed or is going to be pushed, that your team doesn't suffer for it. I see this happen so so frequently that the client's failures end up becoming the agency's problems. And I know that um, growing up, one of the phrases that I was told and um, now resonates with me quite uh, strongly is, your failure to plan does not constitute an emergency on my part, and When you have that happen with your clients, it's either something that needs to be a rush fee if you're even able to accomplish it. But ultimately, it just ends up causing tons of problems for your agency because the client isn't being responsive, isn't providing approvals on time, didn't deliver the assets that you need. All of those different things that actually go to delaying a project. Um, One of the things that I um, found to be very interesting when working with an agency and how they were actually able to combat this was that they actually created essentially a guarantee that everything would be delivered on time. And if they didn't deliver it on time, then they would have a 50% discount of their services. Stick with me here as I know that that sounds really crazy, right? But they knew that they could deliver everything on time, assuming that the client did what they needed to do. So if the client didn't do what they needed to do and did not meet certain deadlines, meaning that they did not respond to the client within a specified period of time, that they didn't provide provide approvals by specific deadlines and specific dates, then that meant that they would have to pay a 15% penalty for that as well. And this agency ended up charging the penalty actually fairly frequently and ended up becoming essentially another line of revenue for them and why they actually listed listed it as their guarantee. Because not only did it remove the question for the client as to um, one of the key obje- um, objections that they had when selling a client, so it allowed that objection to be removed when selling a new client, but it also removed the issue that the agency faced when the client missed those timelines as well and actually increased the fee to the agency. So it was actually sort of a just win-win-win for the agency all around. Then getting into, obviously, the cost and payments, uh, for, again, if different from the MSA, it clearly lists out what the cost is going to be, what the payment terms are, how they're going to be invoiced, whether it's a variable invoice, whether it is a specific fixed milestone invoice, depending on how exactly how your agency operates. And um, I want to make sure that I mention when talking about this portion of it that I even go further back to thinking about how this project is going to actually have wider implications on your agency. And I know that this happens a lot where you get an opportunity that just seems so essentially good to be true, where you're working with a large brand or you're getting a significant size contract. But the thing that you don't recognize is the delays in payments to you and the payments that have to go out to your outside vendors. That this can truly cripple an agency. And you need to really think about how this project is going to affect every single aspect of your agency and you're not just looking at it at the project specific level but you're looking at it across how it's going to impact cash flow how it's going to impact utilization rates how it's going to impact resourcing how it's going to impact the entire agency as a whole especially when it comes to small and medium-sized agencies that do not have the cash reserves available to allow for them to essentially finance their clients projects which hopefully no one is in this place either way but sometimes that does happen And you need to know whether that's something that's feasible for your agency and essentially to just go be able to go into the project with your eyes wide open. I know that it's had some pretty far reaching implications and I've seen agencies truly struggle being able to try to get through this and having to help an agency wade through that tidal wave of a problem from a project that they did not think about how things were going to be and then working with a Fortune 500 that have sometimes net 90, that 120-day terms that just make things incredibly difficult for the agency. So I want to make sure that you think about that, as well as making sure that you're thinking about um, throughput, which is essentially the revenue over time. So what, what you need to think about too, right, is that if you have a project that is going to take you three months to complete, but it really, realistically speaking, you cannot assign more than a specific number of clients to a specific team member, but then a project ends up that was only supposed to take three months ends up, ends up taking 12 months, and you cannot reallocate that resource because this project has just continued going through longer periods of time. There needs to be a recognition of what sort of implication that's going to have to the agency if there are delays, whether there's going to be additional cost of the client if these delays are related to them, and just making sure that you're thinking about what that revenue over time is going to look like and what that gross that gross profit that your agency is going to be expecting to allow for it to operate appropriately and essentially list all the uh, consequences for failure to perform both on the client side and on the agency side make sure that you have a very clear understanding of what that looks like and whether they pay late if there's going to be a penalty for you or for them i should say and make sure all of these these aspects are detailed out so that there is no ambiguity there is no question this is something that's all predetermined and predefined so you don't have those issues so just to wrap up, um, I wanted to just essentially to say that SOWs are just to define how you work with your clients and what the overall objective is of the project, how your work is to be performed, and what are the due dates, what are the consequences for missing deadlines, what are the consequences to both sides, and how exactly you're going to communicate with the client What is the frequency of meetings? All of these different aspects that go into the delivery of a project, every single piece as much as you can possibly be detailed without it taking up an obscene amount of time and the the cure becoming the actual disease, making sure that you are going through and having your scopes of work being as detailed as possible, removing ambiguity, making things as streamlined as it possibly can be for your agency and for your team as well as for your client's and ultimately making sure that um, you're setting the correct expectation for your clients, that it is very thoroughly documented and outlined, and that ultimately your agency is being very protected. Right? You have to make sure that you consider risk, you consider the client, you consider your agency, and good luck out there. Um, take a look at your SOWs. Make sure that they are as detailed as they should be and that they are protecting your agency as well as setting the correct expectation and making sure that it includes all the things that we spoke to, spoke about today to make sure that your agency is set up for success. Thank you for joining us today on the Agency Blueprint Podcast. To find out more, go to agencyblueprintpodcast.com. For links mentioned in this episode, please check out the show notes. As always, go to creativeagencysuccess.com to jumpstart your agency today.